Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with your daily VR investing podcast. We have a lot to cover today. Going to get through it quickly. A lot of exciting things uh, and a good market today. Stellar internals. A lot of sectors hitting new all-time highs today. This is a market that wants to go higher, folks. It just is. Uh, but I'm going to start with this because I shared this with our clients this morning. And, you know, I'm a lifelong independent, uh, voted for Republicans, Democrats my whole life, vote for the person over the party. And we do our best here to keep things apolitical. Uh, definitely see ourselves as uh, down the middle, common sense people that like to think we can recognize truth or bullshit when we see it or hear it. So we're less than a month before the election. So from this point forward, we're pulling no punches. We're going to be very honest. We think it's important that you know, and again, thank you all for listening and for being here with us. Uh, hopefully that's for a reason. Maybe maybe we've helped you make money. Uh, maybe you see things as we do, or maybe you just like he- hearing a, an alternative voice that may be a little different than what you hear on CNBC or Bloomberg. Unwatchable, completely unwatchable, both of these networks now, as are most mainstream media outlets. It's propaganda, folks. It's almost 100% propaganda. They cannot let Trump win again. That's why these polls are reflective of the way they are. They're trying to make sure Trump voters are just, look, hey, we don't have a chance. Why go vote, right? Demoralized. (laughs) Biden's ahead by 1,000%. Why in the world would you want to go vote, right? So they're made-up polls. You look at the internals. There's no very little truth to these. You see that they're, you know, they, they skew to Democrats plus 12% in most of these polls. Um, but anyway, that's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is we're this close to the election. We're going to be brutally honest with you about how we see things until the election. My goal is not to offend anybody. If you're a left-leaning individual, look, I, I respect you. Uh, I probably agree with, with most of what you agree with. But what's happening in this country is too important uh, to, for us not to be honest about it. That's just the point here. There's a bigger point as well that, and with this again, what we're sharing with our folks, if Biden and Harris win, especially if the view is that they won by cheating, the United States could well be ungovernable. Ungovernable. Think about that. If they win straight up, probably not. But there are so many people in this country that simply aren't willing to watch this country go socialist, go that far left. So it's going to be important that everyone gets out to vote, whatever side you choose to vote for. But we saw some interesting things today in the markets and in the debate last night. We want to cover with you. Um, I think also what I think a reasonable person would say and admit is after these debates we've seen, both presidential and vice presidential last night, The point's pretty clear. If Biden-Harris win, this country is going in a much different direction. Maybe the majority of the country wants that to happen. Maybe I'm completely off base. I don't think that's the case. We think the United States could be down the road to ruin if if these far-left liberals are able to take over our country. And here's the things that I'm looking at, some of the things that concern me. I believe if Biden and Harris win... We're looking at nationwide economic lockdowns. Forget the mask mandates. We could deal with that. We're talking about lockdowns, folks. We're looking at a Green New Deal that 
their own, their own party have admitted would, would cost $100 trillion. I've heard $94 trillion to $114 trillion over a decade. Much higher taxes, as in ridiculously higher taxes at all levels. Open borders, which means our vote would be destroyed. Our health care, look, they did it once. They, the left has already destroyed our health care once, and now they want to do it again. They want single payer. I know no one that defends Obamacare. Now, you can say, but at least we've got pre-existing conditions taken care of. I, I agree with that. I, I've said it for a long time. That's, that, that's a phenomenal thing that Obama got passed. should have been passed long ago. But it's got to be done right. And this wasn't done right. Our health care is up 500% a year. That's what it cost our family in health care increases. Been destroyed. The plans are awful. We didn't keep our doctors. We didn't keep our plan. We are lied to time and time and time again by one Barack Obama and one Joe Biden. Looked right into the cameras and told us we keep our plan. We keep our doctors knowing, knowing that those were lies. That's, I have a problem with that. They're also socialists. There's just no way to look at their agenda and say this is not socialism. And they're pro-China. You, you just anyone that would blame, try to blame our president for coronavirus when you we all know that it started in China, right? And then not to say a word about China. Like these are pro-China people. Saw it again last night. Neither Biden or Harris will lift a finger to say a single negative thing about China. That's communism. And of course. The point that that uh, that Pence was able to make very clearly last night with uh, with Harris, complete destruction of the of the U.S. energy industry. Now they can say they 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 they're not against fracking, they can say they're not against the oil and gas industry, except they're on record multiple times saying exactly this. So what we saw last night were bald faced lies from Kamala Harris. You can even see it by you can see it by looking at her face. You know, she, didn't, she knew she was lying, right? Uh, she, she knew it. And Pence nailed her on it time and again. Best debate I've ever, that's the best debate performance I, that I've ever seen. Mike Pence, phenomenal job last night. Kudos. And by the way, let's cover a few of the polls because you won't hear about this in mainstream media. We did the same thing, by the way, for the presidential uh, debate, debate. We covered the same polls. So first of all, <clears throat> found it interesting that uh, – C-SPAN, which in the presidential debate uh, proved clearly that Trump won. It was better than two to one in the poll of C-SPAN. Well, for some reason, they didn't run that poll last night. Now, why would that be? Why, why would C-SPAN not run a poll for the vice presidential debate? Huh, I think we know the answer. Let's cover the ones we do know the answer to. First of all, political polls. It's a big one couple hundred thousand votes now, actually about 300,000 votes in, in the poll. Pence, 69%, 31%. I'm just rounding up and down here. Very 69% for Pence, 31% for Harris. USA Today, the moderator last night, Susan Page, works for USA Today. Here are those results. Pence, 59%. Harris, 27%. Telemundo, which, by the way, deleted this poll about three hours into the debate last after the debate last night, Telemundo also overwhelmingly gave the victory to Trump in his first debate uh, with Biden. Telemundo had it last night, seventy-seven percent to twenty-four percent. Pence, Hispanic votes a pretty big deal. 
So, again, the polls, we don't buy them. But these spot polls after the debates, these are real people voting in real time. Overwhelming victories from these debates for both Trump and Pence. Again, stand-up job last night, knocked it out of the park, professional, fact-filled, direct. And I think his answer to coronavirus insanity was one of my favorites. Instead of trying to defend uh, uh, their policies against the loss of life, you know, look, we're broken record here. 210,000 people have not died of coronavirus. The CDC makes that very clear. Only 6% of those people that have died had no comorbidities, right? So what is the real number? As we've said from the beginning, it's going to be like a bad flu season. That puts it at eighty to 90,000 deaths. I don't even know that it's that bad from coronavirus, but I can tell you it's not 210,000 people. But the key point is that Pence didn't even try to get into that debate last night. Instead, he had the, uh, one of my favorite comments last night, said that we trust America, we trust Americans to do what they think is right for them based on their situation, based on their health situation, right, to, to provide for their families, because we can't just shut down and stay locked down forever. We all go bankrupt. How many people die from that? At the same, so again, kudos to, to Mike Pence again. Uh, just a, he's been a phenomenal vice president. Just a phenomenal vice president. Good man, good family man, loves the country. Uh, great job, Vice President Pence. On the flip side, <clears throat> my view, Harris came across as snarky, petulant, terribly ill-informed, and just angry, you know? Every time she couldn't back up her, her, uh, her, her, her research with facts, she got angry and just made it very clear that she was a, a, an angry woman. Well, good for her. But what I think came across to people is that she wasn't able to hide her radical history and her radical beliefs. Pence stole the show without question. Okay, um, I could keep going on and on. As you know, I love the political talk here. Uh, we think that uh, since the debate's not going to happen next week, uh, our recommendation is that uh, Trump goes on with Joe Rogan, does a town hall with Joe Rogan, invites Pence to come on, of course, he won't. And uh, really try to get the truth out to the younger voter, which Joe Rogan, that's his audience, about these policy issues. We didn't see that in the first debate. It was, a, it was not a good first debate by either side. Last night's was far better. I think Trump going on Joe Rogan would be, that, that, that would be a phenomenally smart move. Let's, let's, let's hope that it happens. I also want to just share a, well, let's, uh, one more, one more point. We shared this again with our clients this morning. As you know, we're super bullish, have been really since the, uh, uh, just before the uh, coronavirus March 23rd lows, uh, and we continue to be. Here's the point that Tyler's made a couple times in our podcast. We like to, to kind of point this out because we think it's a, an analytical point that, that stands up over history. We think it's an important one. Stock market up again today. I'll cover those details in just a moment. But going back to World War II, when the stock market is up in the final three months before the elections, that's August, September, October, when the stock market is up, the incumbent wins the election 87% of the time. So the Dow Jones on August 1st was 26,428. The Dow Jones closed today 
at 28425 That's about 7.5% higher than the August low. So based on that, the stock market is currently predicting a Donald Trump victory. Okay, let's get to the details today. A little segue into the markets. Dow Jones, again, up 122 today, about a half a percent at 28425 uh, That was actually our laggard on the day. Our winner on the day was, again, small caps charging ahead. Russ 2000 up just over a percent at 1628 So important to see this. So important to see small caps lead. They've been battered beyond recognition for a long time, a couple of years now. Really, they've been underperforming. But that changed in March. From the coronavirus lows in March to today, small caps are outperforming both the Dow Jones and the S&P 500. We think that's significant. 70-80% of all uh, revenue for small cap companies are domestic revenues, domestic operations. They don't have the international business, the, you know, the, the, the international ability to do business that the big multinational companies do. So it's very bullish to see small caps leading. It means the economy is on much firmer footing and actually doing quite well. Of course, we're seeing that in the markets anyway. Markets are a leading uh, indicator, right, discounting mechanism. And uh, that, this has been telling us for some time that not only is the worst over, but the U.S. economy is really picking up steam. Um, let's also, again, the internals. We've got to take a look at these today. Uh, I'm sorry, NASDAQ up a half percent today at 11,420. And uh, SP 100 up eight tenths of one percent, up at uh, 3,446. Uh, volatility today, the VIX today down almost six percent. VIX is collapsing, still elevated, but it's collapsing. That's very good. Ten-year note today also dropped a fair amount, down back to 0.76%. Uh, and uh, now let's look at the internals. Because, again, the internals are the foundational strength of the market. We key off these quite a bit in the VR investing system, and they just don't steer us wrong. They just don't steer us wrong. If the internals are, 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 are rocking and rolling, market's in good shape. That, 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 that's held up for a very long time. If you get a few days to a week or two of weak internals, it's time to get a hedge on or it's time to take profits and move to the sidelines because that's when bad things happen. We're not seeing that. Internals banging today. Uh, today, and they were solid all day, by the way. They really never had a period of weakness. Advanced decline. Uh, what is that? Almost three to one positive NYSE, two to one positive NASDAQ. Up down volume, five to one positive on NYSE, five to one. That's pretty big. We had an 86% upside day or 84% upside day yesterday. Not quite that today, but still great day today. Good follow up day, as a matter of fact. Uh, NASDAQ was also positive, not quite as much, still good solid day. But it's a 52 week highs to lows that we keep pointing out here. And it really shows a a market that's broadening out. I'm going to tell you some more evidence of that in just a second. But saw it again today. Check this out. Combined, NYSE, NASDAQ, 322 companies hit new 52-week highs to just 12 hitting new 52-week lows. 12. Uh, that's a very, very good sign. Again, market broadening. As Tyler, Tyler loves doing sector research. And um, today, check this out. These are all-time highs today. All-time highs today. Housing including construction and home building, all all-time highs. Transports, all-time high. Re- retail, all-time high. And then we have four sectors that are about 1% or so from all-time highs. Those are semiconductors, biotechs, materials, 
and consumer discretionary. Folks, this is just bearish. It's just bearish. The markets have either figured out that Trump's going to win or that it doesn't matter who wins because the amount of liquidity in the markets just means the market's going to keep going up. Our belief is that should Biden win, as long as Republicans keep the Senate, we're probably going to be okay. The damage that even he could do and a crazy person like Kamala Harris, even the damage they could do would be semi-limited as long as Republicans keep the Senate. So that's why the market's going up. That and just, you know, a shit ton of liquidity. And if Biden gets elected, there'll be even more liquidity. So that's what the markets are keying off of. We've been reporting that here for some time now. A sector watch today. Let's get right down to it. Of our 11 SP of 100 sectors, all 11 close higher on the day, led by energy. Oil is up today nicely. Energy stocks up 3.7% today. Utilities also up 1.8%. Real estate, of course, with housing all-time highs. Real estate up 1.6%. Financials, uh, good to see them get going here, up 1.4%. Again, everything up today. There were no sectors that were lower on the day. And in our commodity watch here, finally today, uh, gold up $7 an ounce at $18.98. Silver up just a $0.07 cents an ounce at $23.96. Oil up a big $1.34 a barrel at $41.28. And Bitcoin, which we think is going to chance to really break out here. Uh, there are a lot of re- I won't go into it here today. Bitcoin today closed, uh, trading right now just below eleven thousand dollars, up two hundred and thirty today. We think Bitcoin is going to make a good run here as well. Again, liquidity, folks. It's it's all about liquidity. It is as much li- as little common sense as this market going higher in the face of coronavirus insanity might make. Uh, markets go up based on two things: liquidity and corporate earnings, and we got plenty of that coming right here. All right, folks, as always, thank you for listening. Hope you had a great day, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.